Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I was listening to Kyle Shanahan talk yesterday, and he was asked a question about one of the quarterbacks in this NFC Championship game. So it's either about Brock Purdy or Jared Goff. And the way he answered the question, I, I found it very interesting because I, f- I feel like it, he could have been talking about either guy. So I took out any identifier, any any uh, way that Kyle Shanahan uh, identified Jared or whoever is Jared Goff or Brock Purdy, what team he's on, if it's the Lions or the Niners, all of that. So all we have is just pure Kyle Shanahan talking about one of these quarterbacks. And I want you guys to try to figure out which quarterback he's talking about. Here's Kyle Shanahan from yesterday. When he played at MVP type level, give him. A good scheme when he's got good people around him. He's going to always find the spot. He's as accurate as any quarterback I've seen. Um, he can play at a very top level. If you sit and make things easy for him, um, he will gas you. I've seen it over and over. Um, that's why you challenge it. You better be on your stuff or you can embarrass you fast. Um, Jeez. Okay. I, I have a. You better very... be on your stuff and stuff <laughs> is the only thing missing from that. Um, I think he's talking about Jared Goff. What do you think? I think he'd better be talking about Brock Purdy. If not, then, uh, I mean, here we go again with, you know, Kyle looking to bring in Kirk Cousins. Right. He wants Jared Goff to be his quarterback. He's got to be talking about his own guy and stuff. I, I say Jared Goff. Who's he talking about, Grandy? I'll let Kyle Shanahan tell you. Here is the okay. full unedited clip uh, from yesterday with Kyle Shanahan. I think he's showing some of the stuff that he did in L.A. I mean, you go with Jared, I mean, he built for a number of years, especially, you know, I think 17, 18, really 18. I mean, he played at MVP type level. Um, when Jared's, um, when they give him a good scheme, when he's got good people around him, um, Jared's going to always find the spot. He's as accurate as any quarterback I've seen. Um, he can play at a very top level. If you sit and make things easy for him, um, he will gas you. I've seen it over and over, whether it's with the Rams, whether it's with Detroit, and um, that's why you challenge it. You better be on your stuff or you can embarrass you fast. You know what's funny? He'll um, gash so, you. He's obviously it's talking about golf. Yeah. You know what's funny, though? If Kyle were in sports media, we would have translated what he just did as ripping Jared Goff. That's how we... Because he just snuck in there a couple of the things that people say about Purdy when they're trying to sort of downgrade him. Like, if you... Give him a good system, and you put good people around him. Right. Then, oh, my goodness, he can get you. Now, the way the Purdy conversation has gone this year, you say that out loud, and 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 people go crazy, which, you know, there's a, there's a few different ways 
uh, that that can go. I, I, I don't personally get bothered when they call him a system quarterback unless I see the intent as being something other than what Kyle's doing. Like, I, here's a better way to say what I'm saying. Kyle said what sports media members say. Kyle doesn't see that as a criticism. He sees that as what a coach wants. The media sees that as a criticism. That's what a coach wants. I want someone that if I surround them, if I put them in their best position, and I give them a good play call, dude, go let it rip and execute it. Yeah, and that's where you know we all have kind of gotten stuck into the whole idea of system quarterback and game manager, and that's really what a coach wants. And that's what Kyle was describing right there in Jared Goff. He was describing a guy who goes out and does what you need to do, and if you give him an opening, he'll gash you and all the rest of it. And that's where, you know, you're right, Mark, about us in the media. We hear those words, and we hear that sort of talk and that sort of chatter, and we immediately think that a guy's not very good. Um, Jared Goff is very good. But, uh, but you know, maybe maybe this is sort of destined in a couple of weeks to be that sort of narrative, which is the guy who kind of um, needs some things around him versus the guy, period. I mean, no one is going to mistake Jared Goff or Brock Purdy for Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson. And it bothers me whenever the MVP conversation starts to get thrown out because you're like, Brock Purdy? It's like what Ryan Clark did the other day. Brock Purdy's not Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson. Nobody said that. Nobody said that. That's not what the MVP is. It's, 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 not, it, it's not most valuable person. It's not prettiest quarterback. It's not who would I draft. Let's give him the award. It's who's having the best season. And, uh, and all of these things always have to work together. There are athletic pieces of Mahomes and Allen and, and Jackson's games that nobody else has. But, uh, but these two are sort of on the very, I think, the high end of a different part of quarterbacking, which is to be able to function at a very, very high level within a system and, uh, and elevate it from what it was previously. I mean, isn't it fascinating? Like, we do this with Matt Stafford. It's kind of the dynamic you were just talking about. He's won a bowl, so therefore, he's untouchable. Okay, well, Matthew Stafford was at the helm of this team for years, and they sucked. Yeah, it wasn't this team. Okay. That's, pretty, that's unfair. Well, wait a minute, though. Different coach, no, no. different everything. Understood, but right? we do that. But, but well, is that not what we're doing to Kyle Shanahan? No, Kyle Shanahan's been the coach as long as he's been the coach. But here. he had a different quarterback and a completely different roster and a different this and a different that. But he like, got them to the Super Bowl and didn't win it. My point is, is not that they're A to B. The point is, is that the Lions came in with a new system and a new quarterback and elevated it from where it was. You're right. He had none of the same players. He had none of the same players. So it's not an A to B thing. The point is, is that the Lions as a franchise are in a better shape now because of what? System and drafting and belief. 
a culture that has been set. And then Jared Goff comes in and elevates the people around him, works with them, helps them grow, and you've got something that works and is sustainable. I, I, I would love to see us stop taking that portion of quarterbacking away because it's very, very important. It's not raw, but it's reality. Well, the reality is quarterbacks are judged by not only their numbers, but their one loss record. And so right now we feel differently about Josh Allen than we would if their kicker, Bass, would have made that kick. If he makes the kick and they go to overtime and they win, well, we think differently about Buffalo and McDermott and Josh Allen because they would have won the game. Now, Josh Allen's still a good quarterback, and I think uh, Justin Herbert's a good example of this. Everyone wants to make him an elite quarterback, but he hasn't won games, and he hasn't won games for a number of reasons. Primarily, we all think, the head coach. And here comes Jim Harbaugh to town, and now we all expect, okay, here comes hmm. Herbert. Let Herbert cook now, and the Chargers are going to be great. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Because Harbaugh wins, and so we immediately think, based on Harbaugh, that Herbert's going to be even better than he was, and the Chargers are going to win even more. So these things are all connected. Jared Goff is a great example, because when he left L.A., when McVay decided that he didn't want Goff to be his quarterback, and Stafford came in and promptly won the Super Bowl, we all thought, well, Goff probably was a big part of the problem, because he wasn't good enough to win, and Stafford came in, and he won a Super Bowl. Now, granted, they added about seven free agent pieces that year, at least, and they totally overhauled their roster with a bunch of stars, but that's not the way we look at it. And so now Jared Goff is here, one of the last four teams remaining, and we all think differently about Jared Goff than we probably would have four months ago. Um, uh, I mean, he was really good last year, too. This isn't right. an accident. No, this of isn't, course not. This He's a former again, number one overall pick. Yeah, this is not a um, this is not a product of the system any more than anything else is. I mean, I love that you just brought up Herbert. Is he a product of a system? They all are a product of the system. I, I love that you answered it that way because Jared Goff um, is is having a ton of success. Justin Herbert is not, and we could easily argue that what's going on around them is the reason. Uh, the, the correct answer is probably that it's a reason. All of these things are a reason. And, and, and when a team wins, the quarterback is a very big part of the reason. Um, I, I, 
I reject, even in the Mahomes example, which I know gets tough because it's like he's played for six years. He goes to at least the AFC title game every single year. He owns Josh Allen, all of that. But even that, like I don't mean to take anything away from Andy Reid. Andy Reid's a really good coach. He always was. He was a really good coach in Philadelphia. He's a really good coach in Kansas City. He's going to get a little farther now because now he's got the best player. Um, but all of these things have to kind of click. Um, one of the reasons, going back to our conversation that we've been having, that I have a hard time just making it very black and white and A to B. If the 49ers don't win the Super Bowl, then we do another year of Kyle Shanahan can't win the big one. Like, I mean, that's the, it, the, the, that, that's the tiniest bit of a very large story. So much has to fall into place for you to win one. It does, but how many more years does it take where you have a team that is good, if not the best, and you don't get it done? So you start to look at it, and you go back to the loss to Kansas City and the loss to the Rams and the loss to the Eagles, and you can look at all of those games, and you can you can point the blame where you want to point the blame, but the one constant is the head coach. And Kyle Shanahan was the coach of all those defeats, and the Philadelphia one is one that you can probably throw in a wastebasket as an oddity, an anomaly, and one that was such an oddity that they changed the rule in the NFL because of it. But Kyle Shanahan, through season after season, this year in particular where you're the number one seed and you've got the road going through Levi's and you were a huge favorite against Green Bay and you survived and now you're a big favorite against Detroit and if you don't get it done then the questions will be asked, and well, one of the biggest questions is why. Although that's a different story. Like, I think another thing to bring up, because if you're going to mention uh, how, you know, how long have you been the best team, well, hang on. If that's the criteria, they're an underdog in Philly. They're an underdog in L.A. They weren't supposed to win. We only think they were supposed to win because we think they're the best or because they had a lead at some point. Even the Super Bowl against Kansas City – I think what one point underdog, like it was pretty even. It was around to pick them, but I think that would be very different than losing this weekend. I, I, I that that's not the same. And the last time that we saw the 49ers as a hefty favorite in their own building with the NFC title game, they won by eight million points, and 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 so. Um, I don't want the goalposts to move. What are we asking Kyle to do? Are we only asking him to win when he's the best? Or are we just asking him to win all those big games because we're fans and that's the way we want it to go? We're asking him to win one. That's all we're asking. And this is the best opportunity for him to win one because you're heavily favored at home in the NFC Championship game, so you win this weekend. You should win. And if you don't win, then, oh boy, I can't wait for Monday and... Go ahead and triple eight nine five seven ninety five seventy now. Get to the phones early because that's going to be a whole week of phone calls. But you win on Sunday as you should, and you go to the Super Bowl. And if you know by hook or by crook you don't win that game, I'm not as critical of that because I understand that the Super Bowl is a one off, and the team that they're going to face is going to be a very good team. It's either a team that beat you in the Super Bowl a handful of years back and a team that beat you last year, or it's a team that beat you this year. And you can tell me that they moved the ball up and down on Baltimore and this and that and all the other. You had five interceptions, and Baltimore beat you in your own ballpark on Christmas night. So 
if you go to the Super Bowl and you're favored by three or four, whatever the number eventually will be, and you lose, I'll be much less critical. It'll still be a problem for Kyle Shanahan that, man, you got close again and you couldn't get it done. That's a bummer. But for me, if you lose in the Super Bowl, it's much more excusable because that game is odd. A longer halftime, a two-week run-up, uh, a neutral field. So many things in the Super Bowl, I think, make that game a much more of a unique win or a unique loss. And obviously a fantastic opponent, no matter what. Like, obviously Yeah, traditionally, sure. Sure, I mean, uh, what, you go back to Niners over the Chargers, and they were favored by 18 and a half. Yeah, I, I, right, right. And I was actually covered. thinking about that this morning, Mark. <laughs> I don't think that we've had a really, like, wow, lopsided Super Bowl in a long time in terms of expectations. Well, and that used to be the rule. Exactly. Remember? It yeah. was like, oh, we could, never get a, we could never get a really cool, like, close Super Bowl. And now, gosh, we've, we, we've sort of checked all the boxes. You had a team win in their own stadium. Uh, you've had overtime. Um, you've had, uh, gosh, you had what's in the most recent rearview mirror. What happened last year was just a phenomenal close game. What if I asked it to you this way? Uh, whether these labels are fair or not, and, and y'all can weigh in on this, 888-957-9570. Fair or not, a lot of you seem to think that Kyle Shanahan gets tight in the big games. And Dan Campbell is the opposite. All right, so... If you could pick one of these to coach your favorite team this weekend in this game, who are you taking? I'm taking Kyle Shanahan. Okay. I'm taking Kyle Shanahan. I mean, Kyle Shanahan has done a great job with his team in terms of preparation, scheme, personnel, and all the rest of it. And I think that Dan Campbell's been amazing this year. He'll probably wind up being coach of the year, and he should be. What they've done, what he's done with the Detroit Lions franchise is remarkable in turning them from perennial losers into one of the best teams in football. But for a one game, one game at home, one game on the road, doesn't matter. I'd take Kyle Shanahan over Dan Campbell. He's got a better resume. Well, not only that, I mean, yeah, the, the experience of a game like this, like I have one big question about the Lions this weekend. These two playoff games, the last couple of weeks for them, it's been obvious to me that they're really feeding off of the emotion of, hey, we're in this thing and hosting games for the first time in 30 years. That crowd has really had an effect on those games, which I think is fantastic. You don't have that this weekend. This is going to be much more of that, like, business trip type of a deal. You've got to functionally out X and O somebody who's really, really good at it, and you've never really been in a situation like this. Almost all of your players, other than Jared. Goff has been. Other than that, nobody's been in these situations. And uh, and so, to me, I think that's another thing that, that, that spins in the 49ers' favor this weekend. Take a listen to this. Shanahan was asked about Dan Campbell's aggressiveness and if it changes the way that he will call his game. Um, not much. It's you. You're aware of it, so you understand it. You prepare for it. You know they might. When it's third down, they might have two tries a lot more than other teams do, um, percentage wise. You know they're willing to go for fake punts and all that stuff. I mean, those guys are trying to steal possessions as much as they can. Uh, I'll tell you after the game whether that's a good thing or bad thing for us. I mean, anytime you try to steal possessions, you're also offering an opportunity to lose possessions. So um, those are opportunities for them, but they're also big opportunities for us too. And you come up with more than half of them. I feel it's in our favor. Yeah, I, I mean, this, 
both of these things obviously go both ways. And uh, and I've watched plenty. You know this because you love to joke about it with all of the fantasy players that I had on the Lions. Right. I watched their games like crazy this year. And I'm telling you, man, this aggressive stuff, If it, like opening drive, don't be surprised. The Lions are like it's fourth and one at our own 39. Now we're, we're going to go for it. We're going to bite everybody's kneecaps on the way. Okay. Next thing you know, might be first and 10 at the 38-yard line for the 49. Like, they, it does get them sometimes. It does. It does. I, I, yeah. Yeah. Like, I know that as a – if you're just watching with chips and dips, daisy dips, you're just it's like whatever. I don't – my emotions are not involved here. But if I were if I were a fan of a Dan Campbell team – I would love the emotion. I would love the culture that he's changed. It would scare me sometimes. Yeah, it's always scary. And when it works, you're thrilled. And when it doesn't work, you rip the coach. That's how it goes. And, you know, fourth and one at your own, maybe your own 29, I think is a little bit of a bolder call. Fourth and one at your own 39, you're probably going to go for it most of the time. But you get back inside your own 30 on fourth and short, and then you go for it. I think that's where you're showing some tremendous stones and you're trying to steal possessions, like Kyle said in that cut, with, uh, you know, whether it's an onside kick or a fake punt or, you know, going forward inside your own 30 on fourth down. These are all things that are very risky and it's a risk reward. And over time, you can kind of justify it. Well, unless you're Brandon Staley and you lose your job because of it. But, you know, Dan Campbell in a one game scenario, 60 minutes, you do have to be careful because one yeah. mistake. You know, if, if you're down 13-7 midway through the second quarter and you make a move like that and you don't get it and Kyle punches it in, now it's 20-7, to that's a whole different ball game. Well, no one wants to say this, but go back to the Packers' fourth and one where they went for it and didn't get it. Not you can, didn't get you, it. Yeah. You can hate the spot all you want. You can hate the spot all you want. The dibs I know would say, well, that's part of the chance that you're taking. And um, how would that game have been differently if they had just kicked the field goal? Yep, for sure. I mean, you're on the nine, you're on the nine or fourteen. So yep. that's yeah, a spot so. where you, you know you take the three. The three, no three is guaranteed this time of year. But yeah, you, you would have taken the three, and yeah. you ended up missing a field goal too. So all these little decisions could come back to bite you. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.